my actual poster was going to be me. It was a terrible idea, but it was me being waterboarded. Right? <laughs> but uh, obviously, there's too much water. Like, it's yeah, a terrible yeah. idea. You yeah. can't even see your face. But uh, Shetty waterboarded me in my back garden. I wanted to see what it was like, but I was genuinely waterboarded at the back end. This is my brother was trying to help, and Laura Byrne was with a camera. Uh, it's, not, it's not fun. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Fringe Interest podcast. I'm your host, Christopher O'Leary. I'm a comedian searching for the keys to having a successful run at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. To that end, I'm inviting some of my favourite comics to perform their Edinburgh Fringe shows at my club, The Comedy Cavern located in Collins Pub in Cork City in the southwest of Ireland. The Comedy Cavern runs gigs every Tuesday night, and you can go to the Comedy Cavern Facebook page to check out upcoming gigs. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can join the Fringe Interest Facebook group, and there's also a website, fringeinterest.com. This is the last episode in the current run of the Fringe Interest podcast. I'm going to take a few months off and come back in probably October, and I have some fantastic guests already lined up for that series. One of the logistical challenges with this particular podcast is that in order for acts to be eligible to come on it, they have to have done a run of shows in Edinburgh and then perform that show in the Comedy Cavern in Cork. So the plan for each series of the the podcast is to interview six or seven comics and put those up as a block and then take a break while I organise the next round of shows and guests. My guest for this last episode in season one is the absolutely brilliant Ryan Cullen. Ryan co-hosts the Comedy Cellar in the International Bar in Dublin, which is Ireland's longest-running comedy club. It's been on the go for over 30 years, or just around 30 years now, and uh, he co-runs that with Davey Riley, another brilliant comic. Ryan is a specialist in dark one-liners, and he would be comparable with people like Anthony Jeselnik or maybe Frankie Boyle. There's always a little bit of light, I find, in Ryan's jokes, even when they appear very dark. He has an almost unique ability to allow the audience to see that it's a joke or to to set the tone early on in his set that these are just jokes. And it means he can be very engaging while telling very, very dark jokes. I'd highly recommend seeing his show. Ryan is currently in Edinburgh doing his show Daddy Issues. Uh, We discussed this show, which is a real departure for Ryan. It's about um, maybe 50 to 60% made up of one-liners, which is the type of stuff he normally does. But then the rest of the show is going to be stories about his father. We discussed quite a bit in the the podcast the challenge of moving into a, a new type of comedy and how Ryan feels like he's almost like he's back doing his very first gig when he starts to tell these stories and that particularly going from one-liners to stories where with one-liners you get a laugh every 15 or 20 seconds whereas with stories maybe you go a minute without a laugh and Ryan's experience of that so that's really interesting to hear. We also talk about his last show Guantanamo Bay which he performed in the Comedy Cavern back in December 2017. We also discuss Ryan's previous runs in Edinburgh and his experiences there, what he's learnt and his approach to the Fringe Festival. We also discuss Ryan's experience with the Facts YouTube channel and the new channel Try. I really enjoyed this interview and I hope you will too. I started by asking Ryan what he would consider success at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh, being, this sounds like the, the most pretentious, like not even pretentious, it's not pretentious, this sounds like a terrible answer, but be happy, <laughs> because there's times you go over there and um, you put so much stress on yourself that you lose the joy of it, which you should be going over for, and it's it's it, it really, really does happen, like there's so many times 
it's uh, to me it's always like 10 days in between day 10 the excitement's gone of like trying to eat something and between day 10 and 14 you're just like what's the point i have so much left to do uh, and i don't want to do it i don't even want to get up you know that type of thing so uh being happy with the show, obviously, as well. Like, you know what I mean? Anything else, I feel like, is a real bonus. I think you should go over with that mentality. Be happy. Be happy with the show you're doing, most importantly. And then, you know, obviously work hard and try your best and, and all that there. And anything else uh, anything else is kind of successful, you know what I mean? But in, in terms of, like, measurable goals, do you, do you, have you set anything in terms of, <laughs> like, obvious things of, like, say, you know, breaking even? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking even, yeah, would be freaking lovely, like, you know what I mean? Um, just, just like no, it, like no empty, empty crowds. There is, uh, I, I, I had a, I, I had a problem with the, uh, with my uh, venue last year. You know, so I got it was advertised. Never wrongs, and there was a few days where, um, where it was like smaller crowds. You know, and it's still not even better. Like the smallest I think I did have was about nine or ten, which, uh, which isn't that bad at no. all, at no. all. But uh, it, it was around the time the day ten to fourteen. So every day I come in and I just look in the door and just be like, oh, fuck, Jesus Christ. Like, such resentment that they turned up <laughs> to come and see you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah. So are you hoping... Well, this year, this year uh, because of where I am and all, just uh, more full rooms, you know. Um, I have a show this year that's a little bit different than what I usually do so I'm kind of excited about that because if it goes well I'll be like well that's a whole new window of opportunity for me but like if not I'll be back to the one liners next year completely <laughs> so you're in uh, Barbados yeah this year. Barbados room two um, um, what time is your show on four, four which is also a big difference this is a it's a real uh, it's a real different like usually I'm like late night shows which usually which does suit me like you know half nine the first year there was a half ten actually half ten to half eleven so but, this year's but, but there's four bound o'clock. to be there's bound to be an audience at four o'clock looking for dark material there, well I hope so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you'll, you'll be a, a beacon uh, to them so when you get four o'clock the th- the difference is like uh, if it's a half ten show like they're either gonna be like a little bit more susceptible drunk or looking for you specifically at four o'clock you're gonna get i'm gonna get like a load of people uh, half the crowd like coming to see you read the thing they'll know what this deal is the other half are gonna be people that are just walking past uh, uh, and at four o'clock it tends to be either a younger crowd or a really older crowd and sometimes i'll be like they they don't know what they're gonna get into like they wouldn't be ready for it at four o'clock so i'm I'm ready for a lot of that type of stuff, you know. But and have you a strategy in mind to? Because I say, um, the the shows and the sets I've seen you do, you typically start with a very dark line, in my in my Aye. experience. Uh, and but you also then have a tend to follow it up with something that lets the audience know it's a joke. Like so, the last one I saw you do um, a set where you started off, I think the line was something like, uh, I'm glad I saw Bambi when I was a child. Ah, yes, yeah. yeah prepared me for seeing my mother gone down. Or yeah, something. yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that, I, I used to do that because it's like, uh, I used to think, like, I still do basically as well, but like, there's no messing about. You know exactly what you're getting for. <laughs> Within the first second, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But but the second joke you had also involved your mother in some capacity. And did, it to some extent it says to the crowd, like, the, no, these, these yeah. are jokes. Like, Aye, um, she did. It makes no sense. I remember, like, I've done shows where, like, eight grandmothers have died. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it in the last show. I was like, that's grandmother. And literally, number eight, that's 
died in this set <laughs> in a different way like you say um yeah yeah it's it, it is a balance because sometimes if you don't you know everyone has their off days so if you if you go off on an off day and people believe you all of a sudden they're just like what the f what the f feels like you're going into a counseling thing yeah like, yeah but but I think the the way you do those uh, where you have like multiple grandmothers dying or, <laughs> or, 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 or you know um, that it's a bit like say with um, with Kenny in in, in South Park Aye. like that Aye. that it, it relieves some of the tension the fact that you know the grandmother's going to turn up again Aye. later Aye. on <laughs> um, and it allows it to become an in joke in its own right like that um, it it takes some of it it takes some of the darkness out the idea I, that you can just keep on killing them I exactly like, I don't I, I, I don't know what. I, I had this thing where killing grandmother <laughs> I just I love writing them jokes I feel it's because like it's just it would be such a horrible thing to do obviously but like yeah, it's just like the most it's it's like vulnerability it's not even like it's vulnerability and I have dead baby jokes and they're obviously the most vulnerable like but uh, there's something I don't think it's more cruel but it's just something more like uh, this person's seen it all in life <laughs> I think, and has now yeah. become vulnerable again. And yeah, been straight being horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I suppose the grandparents are, are obviously uh, older. Like and they're, Aye. you know, they it it feels it feels less bad to kill a grandmother in a joke <laughs> than to kill a baby. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't, you know, it's yeah, it's, it is hard sometimes just to make them, you know. And if, 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 like, say, if the crowd um, doesn't know you at all and you start dark, like, does it ever happen or does it often happen that they say, that you sense from them, we don't want these yeah, jokes? Yeah, yeah, it, ha it happens a few times. It, it's never usually that bad. In a like, in a comedy club, I get, you, you, I get no hassle usually ever. Mm -hmm. Like, less than I think. Like, less, less people think. But my favourite one was... I've won from each of the last two fringe festivals, right? Where again, it's something coming in. I don't. I. I. To be brutally honest, I don't mind. You know, if you go into a free show and within the first minute they're like, "Not for me," and they go like and try and sneak out, which has happened. I'd be like, "Grand." At least it's not like half an hour in, because if it's half an hour in, they're like, they don't like you. They don't think you're good. If it's like literally thirty seconds, they're like, "Yeah." I'm out. After half an hour, they've properly assessed it and but said, last "No." Year, last year, I remember I came in. It was one of the shows where it was like eleven people. And there was two people sitting just literally at the exit. And I'd, within two jokes, they just went, nah. <laughs> And it was going well. They were all, everyone else is laughing. But as soon as I said, they're like, no, 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 not, not right now. Are, they, are you happy enough to see them go then? Or ah, do you... Well, I'd, I prefer to go like, oh, I win you over. Don't worry about that. But yeah. like, if they're like, if they're, you know, God, like, if, like, it's so, the Fringe Festival is so tiring. And even on my days off or whatever, when I go to see people, after one show, I'm like, that's me done for the day. I couldn't, I, I have no, <laughs> like people, I know people that go to like seven a day and I'm like, jeez, it takes me an awful lot of effort to get to two. Yeah. Because uh, I just, you know, and then if you, you, you completely misfire in the fringe, like, you know. So you, you wouldn't go to see much, uh, like. I, I force myself. Yeah. It. I'm not going to lie. I always find it tough. I go see all my, all my mid shows and then like sure. a couple of specific ones that I really want to see or whatever. But are you averaging, that. say, one a day? like Oh, the... I, I, no. I, like I, I try and I'd have them bundled in. There's so many days like I wouldn't be going anywhere near anything. Yeah. Just doing my own thing and going to the bar. I'm like I'm not going to see a show today. Uh, and like how many spots would you do in Edinburgh? Depends. Like there's some days you'd end up, you know, there's like yeah, uh, 
like last year there about there's a couple of days you did like seven or eight in one day because you'd be you'd be like oh god you have this thing at 12 o'clock and then you go oh you walk in you you always pick up two because you're out alone come do mine that i have to you like, mine's is at three o'clock then you're like all right i'm booked in for this one at four then you do your own show and then you have two late night shows you know i kind of way and you're just like and, and will you, will it be different this year in terms of like say um you're going on at four so like you know, say after you've done your show, do you do you feel like going out and doing more gigs or? I I, I probably will because like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll make me yeah God four o'clock uh, yeah it's a complete new world for me this year the four o'clock thing is just, uh, I I'd be just I'd be like worried about I, I was like slightly worried about it going like yeah it's fine I know it's a good time for especially for the place it is and there'll be a lot of football and people coming in but I'm just sitting there going like. Is you know, I, I do think about it. I'm like, this might not be for most of the people coming in here. Not most of the people, you know what I mean. But so, if so the show's them, funny, yeah. the show's funny. Like, but uh, I just don't want to. I don't want, like what I see at four o'clock would be, oh, here's a family coming in with their three kids, and I'd just be like at the door. I'm just going like, just so you know, mm. this isn't because you know, you know, this isn't family friendly like and and this year as well the poster isn't as obvious yeah so like the the first year had a i was wearing a ball gag i was like literally ball gag you know yeah last year i was beaten to the pieces like yes yeah this year is a a lot less violent so and it should have been the more violent one just to let them know but we'll see like so uh, this year's show is called Daddy Issues, uh, and the poster is, it's kind of relatively well, neutral. It's, di- it's different to the one now, that's okay. not much different. Okay, yeah. That's not much different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it isn't going to be obvious, uh, like, because obviously you say with Edinburgh shows particularly, I think people often just come up with a title in, like, December when they're applying, and I, then they write the show subsequently, so they may not have any connection. I had, um, mine's completely different now. I remember, the, the I called it, I was calling it The Soft Spot. Okay. It was about it was about killing kids. I I, I didn't I kind of pulled away from that one. That's what I thought was the show. Now I was that's a terrible idea. Is like as funny as you think that is now. That is a terrible idea. Wait you know till day I mean? fourteen and then yeah. the fringe and how are you feeling about it? Wait till twenty minutes until the first show. Yeah. People like what? Yeah. Like this yeah is a terrible mistake. idea. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So this one's a uh, this one's different. Yeah. Uh, how many previews are are you doing for it? Oh, oh I think this will be the fourth. And how many usually have, have you any more lined up? Usually, no. This is the last one. This is it. Okay. The, the, usually, this is the last one at the moment. Then, yeah, this this will be the last one because I'll be at the Vodafone Comedy mm. Festival. I won't have time. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they kind of um. I remember my first year I came over. I did one preview. Yeah. And last year I did two. Okay. <laughs> and this year, this year's a lot more. I yeah. need it more this year because I'm doing something different. That I actually need genuine practice about. Um, but it's um, it's exciting because when I go into these bits, I'm like, I am way out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like you'll 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 even notice you'll be like, it's, it's a real change. Different. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really different. Mm. It's exciting um, though. I like it. I think it'll keep me on my toes. Yeah, I think like say like obviously your speciality is like one liners and like dark one liners. Yeah. And you're used to. Like a bit like say uh, for people who uh, people listen <laughs> for the listener who isn't familiar with you, would you compare your type of humor to would like say uh, Frankie Boyle, Anthony Jeselnik? Yeah, type? yeah, yeah. Would yeah, that yeah. be a fair comparison? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and they're the kind of things that can leave people just rolling around. 
and laughing. Like if if you if you like that those type of jokes, Aye. they yeah. they're just laser pointed and yeah. Uh, and so you're used to kind of getting those reactions like every, you know, 15, 20 seconds of bang, uh, like, and just people laughing uncontrollably. So this one's like, the, is like all mixed in. So it's mm. like, there's this part, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to try and tell you, like, this is it. Uh, like, because the idea is the kind of general outline of this one is uh, I thought that I just like dark comedy. And then I think, uh, and only, real, only re- recently when I was telling stories, like, people were like, you know when people kind of naturally bring up stories about their family or their dad or something? I started telling my dad's stories and everybody just went silent and looked at me going, like, it's not normal. You know, it's pretty messed up. Like, and I'm like, all right, grand, yeah. So I started to think a lot of it might actually be from him. Um, like, you know, so I kind of tried to... It's not even exploring. I don't, I'm not into that whole... Uh, I, like... I find it funny about the show is a lot of a lot of shows the French Festival would be like exploring this or there's um, there's a oh exploring this topic and here's here's uh, here's his arc and all mm. that type of stuff but there's no redemption for this character he's just mental <laughs> like he and and, he, I, and most people are like ready for him to be like a drop a bombshell like oh he's dead as well he recently died I'm like no nah, he's probably going to come to the show <laughs> there he is in <laughs> row two yeah loving life there <laughs> you know I had to ask him as well if it was alright okay like, and he was show. fine with I'm going to do an int- I was like I'm going to do a show entirely to you before him in front of hopefully thousands <laughs> And he was like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fair enough. Uh, excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing those stories tonight. So, like, you were, you started off by telling these stories to friends, and they kind of, like, the reaction you got indicated there was they like, were just something like, there. Well, I, what happened, there was a lot of my friends in, uh, like, comedians in, like, uh, Scotland and England, good good mates, like, where I was telling them, and I told one or two of these stories on podcasts as well, and they were like... Uh, Every time people were like, that's fucking brilliant. And I was like, I didn't really notice it was that brilliant. I thought it was funny because in my head it was just stories that I would tell because, like, oh, I remember when he did that or whatever. And some of them, they're still happening. Like, the first story I'll tell happened this Christmas, you know? Like, you know, like, he killed a dolphin, I'm pretty sure. I'm not even going to, like, that. that is the, like, I, I, I can't even prove it to a lot of people. I have, to, I have pictures. I'm going to have to, like, literally fucking... <laughs> print out the pictures going like this is actually real because it's hard to go like as we were saying about the laser pointed one liners this isn't happening this isn't real that's where the real trick in the show is and I haven't like fully figured it out yet going like no this part's real now we're, this is it Eugene this is my dad this is where I'm this part's real we'll go back to the one liners in a second we'll get back to the comedy part but this is this is real stuff you know uh, so it's hard to balance it but um, I'm looking forward to it like yeah it, it properly throws me out when I'm talking about the stories it does throw me out of my comfort zone because I am used to just going like here's punchline 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 I don't say anything I'm like that's me dying nobody laughs I like I could tell uh, three lines and there's no punchline and I'd be sitting there going oh naturally I just start going oh god oh boy too much silence and um, had you told these stories on stage outside of the previews never 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 so so, the, so fresh and this is your first like I know saying last year's show you had a fantastic bit about uh, Pierce Morgan and yourself Aye. having a little that bit was, that was uh, te- that, see that was that, that technically wasn't one liners too no like, but that was shorter but yeah yeah they were 
and you you'd you'd be fairly sure that's going to be funny. Like you know, you, you, yeah. Like, the, the Pierce Morgan that story is a very funny story. Yeah, yeah. And Thank God, yeah. You obviously have your your printouts and your tweets and stuff like I, that. Like that, it's uh, it's probably less risky than a, a story about your like our yeah. longer stories about your father like that. It's um, just it's just like a kick up because I think as well it, when it's one liners, I'm completely in charge. And it's like, here it is, and here's the point. When I'm trying to talk about my father, uh, I would start talking, but all of a sudden, not that my character changes, but I'm not the... I'm I'm switching. I'm not the one that's done something. I'm actually looking at him in disbelief. So people are like, what? I'm always... I, like, I'm just sitting there going, like, what, are you, what have you done? You know, after me, just telling all this horrible stuff. Mm. But, like, you know, that's... I, it's it's interesting. It keeps me on the... It, it keeps me on the toes, but in a good way. I feel like I'm back and doing my first gig. It gave me back that, like, thing. I do love it. I'm just like, God, like, I could have just taken out the... Uh, I'm sure they'll go well, but, like, if... if uh, Even after this fringe, I, I could be like, ah, I'll tell them when I need to tell them, but, like, I don't need to use them again. I can go back to one there. Easy safety net, but it's... If they go really well, I'd be like, ah, there's another bit now you can... There's another bit you can not use, but... You know, um, because like, like, say, in terms of one-liners, you obviously you have to be able to write them, but you also have to be able to deliver them. Like, and you've obviously managed to uh, do both ends uh, very effectively. Like, you yeah, know, that yes. if somebody else ha- having your one-liners wouldn't get the same uh, response from the crowd that you do. Like that, that you've uh, the tone and the the way it's of seeing it. I think it's the accent helps. Like yeah. um, everything, everything sounds threatening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric says threatening when I'm trying not to be so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it, it is your your way of delivering them like I've seen people do one liners where I think like you know with a different delivery that would get a good response but right. it hasn't gotten a good response here like you know and uh, right. I think your 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 level of comfort with them is part of it like that you've no problem with the fact that people won't like hearing them ah uh, yeah 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 no I, I I that's my thing like I used to like that that's what I I, I find the best I like it's always like funny when you I always think you sound so pretentious when you mention them but like you know if you you, you write a one-liner I used to like my idea was like I like people being uncomfortable until the release mm. I like them to go a little bit like Ugh. I used to sound that funny but like I just you know I just that's what I prefer if I can yeah you know not all of them yeah yeah Gets it gets you know. Um. So like when you're structuring a set, because like obviously one liners even even if they're kind of similar in terms of tone, like is there an does it matter the order that they go in? I, you know what? I actually don't know. I usually reorder them a little bit, but just for myself, I'd be to like, keep here's, you interested. Here's my. These are all my. This is this part. It's all about. <coughs> I suppose it would have a general theme, but. Not really. I don't mind just throwing it out the window, and yeah, sometimes it's it's better like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think definitely uh, keeping it a bit like a bit of spontaneity or something nah, to it, like means there tends to be a bit more life in how you deliver it and how nah, you're thinking about it. You need to, you need to, you need to keep yourself on your toes as well. Because I like I think if, if if in any type of comedy, if it becomes very mechanical the kind of spark ah, that, that makes it, like, elevates it and makes it exciting can go out of it. Just before, this, just before, like, I was writing this and I was, like, behind in your usual schedule on writing for this show, there was just even, like, a, a two-month period there which uh, the jokes were going well, 
but like I could I was just talking I didn't even I didn't even think when mm. I was on stage I was just mm. sitting going blah, blah blah shows are going well but you just lost all you know yeah like you say, I am. Um, yeah, like the 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 adrenaline that you get, like say when you're talking about these new stories oh, that God, you're yeah. doing, like, and it's like your very first gig. Like right. I think anytime you do new material, um, you have that kind of adrenaline, or at least I do, anyways. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like most of my bits are are longer. Like so, if you're saying right, this bit is is ten minutes long. I've never done it before. And I've got to commit to it. Aye. Then, like you, you've no way out. Like I suppose with with the one liners, you at least do have the option. If you do three new one liners and they don't go well, you can just go on to Aye. some older stuff. Exactly. Like, just like oh, yeah, I can fix it. It's one of those ones. If you have like three one liners and one of them's terrible, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. If the other one's okay and one's great. You'd be like, ah. Yeah. Ah, oh, jokes um, and like if if you have say if you did got ten that you know are good and you do them and then you've got three new ones like to what extent do people just laugh like the the audience are, are have been trained into yeah. laughing at the end of a sentence yeah, I do. like do you, do you get like fooled isn't the right word but uh, like can you assess accurately how good the jokes are if they're already in that kind of zone um no, you see, yeah, yeah. If you see, the thing is, if you're at, if you're getting it, if you've a really, really big crowd and they're really, really into it, one of those brilliant gigs. Mm. I, I honestly think it, you could fucking say anything. Yeah. Like, if if they're on side with the first ones, blah blah blah, you could do five minutes of whatever. It's when it's really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. You, you can see a couple of like when it's a terrible gig. Uh, you you know which ones are the good ones then. You know okay. Because I mean? you could see it. Sometimes you'd be like, you'd hit one and you'd be like, yeah. 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 Yeah, as I do. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. So, so th- from that point of view, is a bad gig good for your yeah. like, writing process in terms of whittling down the jokes? Honestly, like, I used to, see this is what I was talking about the less previews because when I write a joke, I usually be like, "No, that one's funny. Job done." Because I know how mm. to deliver. So I'd be like, "That's that's done. I don't mm. have to." You I, don't have to test it. Don't really have to test it that much. Like, and then I know ones that are like that one's a little bit. That one's grand. Yeah. I'd be like that one's grand's not as good as that's the a filler there's kind of like fillers, but there that's a that's a better filler. Yes. I'd always have fillers and then like slightly better fillers. Yeah. And then I'd be like, you know, if I'm really struggling, then I'd have to move into the filler section. <laughs> yeah. Which sometimes then goes well and you're like, oh, for fuck, that's confusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like if you're doing a if you're doing fifty minutes of one liners, they're not all going to be like Aye. gold. Like nobody can presumably yeah. write fifty minutes of perfect yeah, one liners. Well, try but yeah. Now it's, yeah but like you know you see you gotta like um, most of the time I but this that's why this year's so different so there's this time I'm like even the one-liners have to be placed in the right place mm. because next thing I'm chatting about and do you like in terms of say when you get into the the stories do you like one-liner your way into them or like do you set, see, set up the topic see, with one-liners one-liner my way into them that was the original plan but then it's made it worse because yeah. People are just didn't know when the when the the, the jokes and I, stuff. I, I uh, and I'm still tonight. I tonight it'll be like it, it's mostly trying to just like uh, I and I, I I literally I remember the first preview. I'd be like I was sitting there literally going this part is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, you're not right. Uh, yeah. It's just because like uh, the stories are like uh, the stories are like a. Some of them are just outrageous. Some of them are like, um, not even like outrageous. You're just like Jesus, you know, like Jesus. Yeah. 
and rather than like bu- like bust out laughing they're, they're like oh. like you're you're somebody who I would assume is established enough in Dublin that if you wanted to get a, a good lot of gigs to try new material you'd be able to do that is that, yeah, yeah, is that yeah, a fair yeah, assessment fair enough, yeah uh, were you tempted to try and get a bunch of just gigs and say, "Look, I'm going to try these stories just out," stories. and um, they like they aren't going to be funny initially. Like they might be interesting, but I you won't know where the, I, the funniness is until you've done them. I did. I did them like um, the last day. I did one the last day recently, and it was just like, um, and the stories. The stories are going well. They're laughing. You know, they're like, oh, they're they're laughing's going well. But I have I found out this new bit, uh, and it was about my father and. Uh, it's like a, it's actually, it's it's not to do with him. It's essentially, it's basically about who he was named after, and I just started reading it out, and everybody, and I, I find this part the best part of show. I, I'm dying laughing at this, but everybody just went, Jesus, ooh. <laughs> I can't even tell you what it is, but they're like, oh, ooh. you know what I mean? Yeah. I could actually tell. You, I don't really give a shit actually. Yeah. yeah. Basically, my, he was named after a pope. Okay. But this pope, uh, on the sh- thing is basically this pope. Um, Died in 1958, and they messed up the embalming process, right? Because he refused to be embalmed. You know, he wanted yeah. to be embalmed like Jesus, yeah. which was a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, and essentially, during the vigil, he started decomposing too quickly, and they closed the coffin, right? But on, during the vigil, while everyone's there, uh, the Pope's body exploded inside the coffin, <laughs> and all the all the Swiss guards had to be taken to the hospital because they were violently ill during this funeral. I mean, like, I told the people this the last day. I was, like, reading this, going, like, this is absolute gold. But when I was standing on stage, people were just like, Jesus. You know, rather than a couple of people going, oh, fuck, that's mental. And I'm like, yeah, so that's that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's that. He blew up. So, so like, when, when you're coming, writing one-liners, you're, you're saying, like, you'll know yourself before you do it on stage. This is a good one. And this is, and, and you're pretty much, you're, you're fairly accurate, like... Fairly accurate, You're presumably yes. not 100% accurate. Sometimes, but. yeah, sometimes there is always then the ones where you're like, well, there you go. So I, I remember there's a joke. It's a, it's actually in this show. Okay. And I was just like, that is my favourite joke I've ever written. Delighted to come out. Five nights in a row, they were just like, haha, yeah. And it's like, you fucking joking. <laughs> I thought this was like gold. gold yeah. Absolute gold. The joke, the, the fuck it, the joke was, um, like, I, I, I just, when I wrote it, I was like dying laughing to myself. And uh, to myself, like, I was sitting there going like gold. And every time I tell people, they're like, yeah, it's okay. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the joke was like, um, the term to lose the baby with means something completely different when you're on a hot air balloon. Right, that was the joke. I was dying laughing at this. I tell people in the crowd, they're just like, "Yeah, it's all right." Like, I just sit there going, "Like, I thought that was the greatest joke I've ever, I've ever." And then they're, I tell friends, "Like, nah, the other one, that one's better, and this yeah. one's better." And I'm like, For fuck's sake. "But, but like, you're, you're in general, like, say, eighty percent." Yeah, accurate yeah, in yeah, terms of yeah, of, yeah. of your most, judgment of it. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Uh, in terms of say, like. Uh, delivering the stories that they say they're obviously really interesting stories like just from hearing you talk about them and they obviously have points of kind of humour in them but in terms of say like being a comedian and delivering them in a way that gets people really laughing like that's Aye. obviously not something you've done before no, ever um, not even close to it yeah, yeah. Um, so presumably like it, this is like nerve wracking it is it's nerve wracking it's like it's like I swear I'd be like 
I'll be going during the show, and I reckon it'll take a while. I reckon it'll be like going in between the show where it's parts of like uh, extreme comfort. Like I know, like fine, and then just been like, oh, here we go. Ooh, next five minutes, let's see how this goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's happened. They've actually all people listen to the stories. They've all gone well. Like it's it's actually gone quite well. Like actually, way better than I thought. To be honest, I was like, mm. I was sitting there going like, I can't do this. What are you doing, Ryan? Telling more than three lines. You know, mm. typically. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just I. To be honest, like to me, it's just like a, I, I enjoy it now. Just, just for at least, at least for this show, you know. I, I mean, have no problem burning it forever, yeah. you know. Or yeah. else I have no problem maybe like doing it afterwards Keep if, if something comes yeah. up. But like at the moment, because uh, you know. Uh, so the, the, this it's probably a little bit like say uh, a musical comedian going doing just straight stand up or something like uh, that like it's yeah. a, or like you know if I tried to do one liners or whatever like uh, it's it, it's a big change in terms of of uh, what your comfort zone and your like you've uh, been doing comedy for what about six, six years six now yeah six yeah. Years. And six, yeah. So you've obviously like got you know six years of honing your ability to the point where you're saying you can just like deliver one-liners and have an audience really enjoy it without you even like thinking about it like the. I well, if I wanted to do some of the stuff, I'd be just sitting there like there's times you'd be like, mm-hmm. I know this will be fine. Yeah. In most majority of places, unless it's a happens to be terrible for some reason, but you know, but besides thinking. So like, it, it, would you? Like, given how good you are at the one-liners, do you think, uh, in terms of, say, making yourself more, like, marketable isn't necessarily the right word, because, like, obviously yeah. one-liners are, are, like, a very marketable form of yeah. comedy, but it, I guess, like, broadening your skill set, like, so that you, if it, if it is more of a, like, you reckon this... Like, say, Edinburgh, I think, is a good example. Aye. Doing 50 minutes of one-liners can be tough for an audience to listen to. Aye, like, well, like, so, like, even in the last show when I was doing one-liners, mm. I would just be, like, the Piers Morgan stuff would break it in. There was a couple of parts that were essentially kind of not one-liners, but something for everyone to refocus because, Jesus, after, like, 25 minutes, it'd be yeah. just, like, right... I, I, I remember, yeah, I remember hearing somebody on a podcast, I can't remember who was now, talking about getting booked, a one-liner getting booked for a 14-minute set, and they reckoned that like the promoter had figured out that 14 minutes was the, the exact yeah, right exactly. amount of one-liners. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Like, you, know, you have to break it up with like crowd stuff a little yeah, bit. So, yeah, exactly. Like, so you obviously have a good bit of experience of emceeing now, um, Aye, um, so, you, so you can obviously do that like, um, yeah, yeah. and that, that breaks it up. So if you've got one-liners, you've got emceeing, you've got, say, a set piece like the Pierce, Pierce Morgan's thing, and that that's your then your... Uh, a fringe show where like you if it, like one liners people can become a bit uh, immunized against yeah, yeah. Them after uh, oh, exactly they 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 love them for a certain extent start but, guessing them yeah so the source part <laughs> oh really when they'll be like they'll be like you know if you're doing like even if you're safe you're doing if I did like an extended set which would be like forty minutes and I don't have a breaking up part mm. like I don't have that part to break it up in the middle so it would be mostly basically one liners and crowd stuff. By the sometimes by the end of like thirty or the part where lefty refocus, they'll refocus just at the end always. But you'd see people like trying to figure them out. They're like, "Where is this going now? Then uh, where's the reveal? 
rather than actually listening, they'd be like, I'll figure this out because yeah. they, they start automatically yeah, becoming immune. It's like yeah. a puzzle that, that they, the yeah, that they the... search itself. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, like, in terms of this show, then, where you're doing stories, have you, like, are the stories typed out? Like, um, have you a script? Um, I'm, I'm, no, no, because they're kind of, they're just basically what actually happens. So I kind of have them in my head. I didn't mm-hmm. want to, I didn't want to overdo them and I didn't want to, there's one or two lines where I'm just explaining the thing in a funny way, but I didn't want to like completely uh, lose the reality of what he, he what he's literally done. Mm-hmm. I mean, like one of the stories, it, like one of the stories, I think is so formulaic. The actual story feels like a formula. It is. It goes by the rule of three. The flip, you know, like you know, yeah. you be like this person did that, this person, and then that. That yeah. literally happened. I was reading it, going like, "Is this? This is feels like a joke." Yeah. And I found it from someone else. And when I when I I confronted him about it, it's like it, I was like, "Right, I have a story here, and I want you to confirm it." I had to make him confirm it. Was it true? And I made him say it without me saying it. So, so he tells me a story. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what happened from 1979." <laughs> and I. Uh, it was it was like it's literally I love a guy Ritchie film. The scene is just I, I when he told me I was like Are you, I feel like I've seen this. I felt like it was in Snatch or something. Uh, but like uh, just some of the stuff like he used to always have stories like that and uh, it's just funny when you compile them. You're like Jesus. <laughs> How many stories are there then in in the show? God, I don't know. Like there's. Two, about six or seven, maybe. And is there like a back catalogue of, of stories that could become the sequel to this show? Oh, uh, I have. Loads or have of them. you? Yeah, yeah. I have loads of them. He's always been. He's always yeah. been. He's always I've got loads. These are the more. Uh, I think the more crazy ones are the. Well, not uh, yeah. Like they're just they're just like oh god, a lot of lot of. Uh, it's, it's some of them are depraved. I think like when I, I'm like looking, I'm going, who am I living with? Because uh, like. Um, uh, I remember like people used to, he used to, he's he's quite funny he used to be well, he used to be quite funny <laughs> he's still alive I don't know uh, he's quite funny you know like friends would always like like oh is Eugene around because he'd say something horrific but it's more just like uh, and it wouldn't be in a it would be dark but you know like mines are like dark one liners and they'd have a formula his has just been an arsehole really so, like, you know what I mean like uh, but it'd be funny yeah. he used to do he, he'd be so weird at times I remember once um this isn't in the show. I might put it on actually. This is a small, this isn't even really a story. I woke up in the middle of the night once um, and it's like countryside dark in Donegal. So like, it's not like you can see what really what's going on in the room. It was in the middle of the night and it was just, so it's basically moonlight. That's about as much as it was. I could see the shape at the bedroom window in the shape of a man. And I was about 13. I was terrified because all I could see is just like outside. And I was just staring at it for ages and it wasn't moving. It was facing out, looking out the window. And I was sitting there, like, like not moving, petrified, and all I, it was him. And for some reason, he knew I was awake, and he just goes, like, all I could hear, I didn't know it was him, all I could hear a voice was, like, there's a massive badger outside. I was like, what are you? Like, uh, I was like, thank God it's you, but what is so weird? He didn't even turn around. He's just, like, a figure staring that way. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah. God. 
Excellent. I'm uh, really looking forward to, to seeing the show tonight now, and uh, hopefully people who listen to this will, will seek it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be doing... I'll, I'll bring it back to Ireland as well, I think. Uh, so, like, um, last year you, you brought your show, Guantanamo Bay. Bay, yeah. Sorry, uh, over, over to Edinburgh, and you brought it down to Collins afterwards in Cork, and uh, I remember talking to you at the time, and you were saying you hadn't done the show since Edinburgh, Aye. and you, you didn't do it since... No. So, like, you, it, it, it's, it's part a, of the reason why I started doing the kind of, like, shows in Collins, because... People don't do them. People don't do them. And, like, yeah. there's such an amount of work goes in, like, such an amount it's of planning true. True. and work. And, yeah. you like, the best point is presumably at the end of Edinburgh, in terms of the show, yeah. it's presumably as good as it can be. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone just says, that's done. Because yeah. usually <laughs> I come back to Dublin, I'd be just like, yeah, right, well, that's it. We'll take there's chunks of it that would be doing for the sets and all that. You'd be like, okay, there's your wheel, you maybe a Wheelins gig here or a gig in yeah. in Cork and Cotlands or here's a gig maybe one up there, and you're like done. But you should actually be technically like literally touring it every time. And I I know there's practical difficulties in terms of like venues like there aren't like say in terms of the comedy clubs they're not looking to do them like you know yeah. and if you're not say if you're not Dara Breen you can't like do the opera house yeah um, of course so so like if it, like there's there's this mid-level of people who are really good who've put in a lot of work who do their show it goes well and then they have to be in it aye and uh, like did you find that frustrating or did it, did uh, it just it's, not it's just, bother you it's just like um it it didn't it doesn't it didn't bother me too much but at the same time it's it's just something uh, it's just something that needs to be done like I I, I don't know if it's a, a networking problem just mm. for we we're all over the place it's just <laughs> as a general comedy scene like yeah but it should be but it should be like a, there should be one two on each two Edinburgh French shows three every weekend and somewhere in each yeah. city and you should just be moving around and constantly moving around uh, like even if you know. Uh, like just anything door splits it, it would work because half the theatres would be empty half the time yeah for those like obviously not yeah not like it's it's hard to and like obviously part of the problem and this is like like the vicious circle kind of thing if if you're not touring then people don't know about you therefore you can't build up the fan base therefore yeah, like when you do a show spinning. there aren't enough people there to make yeah, yeah. it commercially viable like yeah, you know yeah. so how do you like say I, I had Simon Kane over last week and yeah. I interviewed him and his kind of long term or medium term say five year plan is that essentially you take your show to cities across the UK and Ireland yeah. and you try and get an extra two three four people in each place each year and yeah. that over five years you then have an audience that you can fill a 50 seater or 100 seater yeah. and that you eventually get to a tipping point where all of a sudden now you've got 200 people and so on like you know yeah, that, of course, yeah. uh, but there, there doesn't like that as a kind of circuit doesn't Maybe maybe it's just simply that without kind of TV exposure or whatever that you can't get that critical mass of people to buy into yeah, yeah. buy into something. But like say I think the guys on Facts and now on the Tri Channel say yourself, Davy, Laura, um, and and some of the other guys have enough of an online following that like certainly say like in Cork or with Dublin you should be able to do your fringe shows ah, after Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I know, say, Laura recorded hers in Whelan's last year. Like, yeah, yeah. W- Would you consider, like, doing a recording? I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't record it either. 
I did it. In, I did. Uh, I did them both in Wheelands after okay. the French festivals, but I never record them. I see. See, Davy and Laura are well up in the thing. I, I'm. I'm proper uh, old fashioned there. I'm just sitting there going like, I'm not recording this. I'll record it some other time. Never get around to it. Next thing, it's the next French festival. You're like, oh, I've missed that out. I would have loved to record Guantanamo Bay properly. You know what I mean? Uh, I must get on that. Actually, I plan to do that and release it like and everything this year. Because like, like, even you, I'd even you, you do presumably like you could do that subsequently. Like I know, obviously, with all these things, there's a limited amount of time. And when like if after a year has gone by and you've done another French show, it's probably becomes no. harder and harder to to go back and do it. But I would, I, I definitely could, um, yeah. like so like. In terms of say like the recording, I I'd be uh, technically useless. So, but presumably like let's say Laura, and, people, yeah, yeah no. you could you could get that done. Um, and there is obviously a bit of work in terms of getting it up online and doing no. all that kind of crack. But, um, say in terms of again like in terms of building a fan base, uh, this is something like Simon talked about on 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 maybe I was talking to him about it. But the idea of like say he had like badges that people that he had like the four best jokes from his show or something like that, and yeah. you could take a badge on the way out. Yeah. And just the idea that people take something away from your show. Yeah. That. Remember. That it kind of the connection, uh, trying to build that connection with people. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, would you consider doing something like that? Have you ever done something? something I have like never that? done something like that. I usually just do the show. I'm like, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm away. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. And like, you obviously have a big following from from the the two YouTube channels. But like, like I think say your your persona on the those videos is probably very useful. Aye. In that, Aye, it's that's very true. distinct. Like, and it's. It, I get a lot of abuse for. <laughs> but the people who like it really like it yeah yeah it's one of those ones like it's like and like it, presumably like it is obviously to a certain extent a persona it's like um, it's like do you know what it is the opinions are always the actual opinion so someone would give me some fun thing but they, they see this is how I'll explain it they like as a persona but they go do you like that and I'm like no actually don't <laughs> yeah right? but then they're like okay you're on a video be funny about it and the only way i know to be funny about it is to be extra grim much yeah. Like the thing. yeah much like stand-up so then everyone's like jesus it's so severe so it's like a, it's not false it's not like a false persona but mm. it's also obviously heightened because i have to try and be funny as well yeah i don't know how to eat skittles and go ooh. <laughs> they're fruity you know I, I have to bring something into it you know yeah otherwise they wouldn't be watching it yeah like yeah uh, yeah uh, but, but like definitely the um the like the bits that, that you do on it i, I don't i'm not i'm not a big uh facts viewer I'm yeah, yeah. honest like but but they they I do stand out for me because of the grimness that you <laughs> yeah. bring to it like i get you do upset some some people get so upset about tasting videos it's very funny because it's things they like Aye, and you're saying so this like, is terrible sometimes people message you as if you've ruined their entire day as if you <laughs> went they've went and watched a couple of people eating biscuits on youtube and you went on purposely just to ruin everything like you know what i mean the messages i've received about it like how fucking dare you it's like I, raspberry cookies how fucking dare you <laughs> How frequently do you get? I yeah, I get them all the time. Like, do you yeah. get them tagged and stuff? Tagged in like Instagram posts of everything, and usually underneath the comments, they're like, you know, um. So the try channel now is a little even. I it, the try channel is a little different because it's less censored now. 
Okay. You what you if you know like the tri channel is um a lot less censored than the the fax one. So people are like Jesus once or twice now in the the new one like you know. Okay. So uh, uh, I'm happier about that. And uh, what level of censorship do you mean in the terms fax of the fax one? You, you, the fax was pretty much swearing was bleeped out. Oh, was it? And okay. like yeah, uh, some of the darker jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But you get you slip with a couple of them in now in the tri channel. <laughs> so it's, yeah. uh, it's different, you know. So who who set up the tri channel? So it's uh, three people: it's Sean Connolly, mm-hmm. um, Kelly Hughes, and Colin Regan, and they're all. Um, they're all um they were all in, they were all helping out in the fax channel mm. you know but they were and, and they're behind the cameras they're behind the cameras yeah they've been they've been a cup they're in some of the videos as well now okay. the ones you'll notice them uh, okay. in, in some as well um so and um like how many comics are involved in it god there's, there's there's at least 10 anyway wouldn't yeah. there be anyway yeah. um for, yeah like i could probably nearly name 10 and that's without having watched that, uh, uh, many of them um, and 10, 15 maybe um like did do you like how many uh, videos do you record in a in a session um, how does it work so it's different like now in the tri channel uh it's like weekends they, okay. they 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 film on weekends um because they have other jobs and stuff like mm. that so this time it's on weekends you come in they have it all block booked the entire saturday sunday mm. it's all scheduled perfectly timing you're in as soon as you're up two more in yes up and go multiple videos in each day that and type of stuff you're, you're presumably alternating who you're tasting or trying stuff with i kind of i most of the time you know yeah. stuff like that like so it's like timing you know mm. I, or i should film like two with the same person because mm. they're not going to be ever released in the exact same time yeah yeah they're released weeks apart sometimes uh, one of them would be like a something that needs to be released time wise now uh, or else another one but like, like we don't need to release that until when we want you know so how long are you in there filming then for not, probably not as long as you'd think uh, so if I if I go onto a tri channel uh, and I'd be like okay today you're in here you'd be in like an hour and a half sometimes uh, but you'd be there an hour and a half and you'd have like you'd be filming like three or four videos that mm-hmm. you just see so it's not that big of a, a chunk of uh, no no and, not at all. and they have it timed as well to mm, the for yeah. themselves so and so like would you be in like how is it once a month would you be in or is it uh, more most, most weekends you most know sometimes weekends. sometimes they'd have a weekend off like, uh, okay. like they're not doing it this weekend you know what i mean they would okay be like, mm. but but like it might be three weekends and four no three and you'd be in saturday and sunday for like an uh, hour mostly and just half. one of the days okay. sometimes you'd be in a saturday and a sunday you yeah. know what i mean but, but at the moment, I think they're just trying to get everyone in. It's a little bit different, like than than it was in uh, in facts. You know yeah. What I mean? So it's good. So like it is quite a big commitment then in terms of like you're <sighs> being available. Like and I know obviously if you're away or whatever, like I presumably that's away. fine. Like yeah, yeah, they don't give a shit. Then. But but there, there's presumably an expectation for you to be available. Well, no, more that, practical. It's more. It's a lot more. Cal, the trial ones up more. You know, they're just like, oh, if, you're, if you're there, you're there. It's great. Okay. We'll, we'll sort you out. Like, if, you're, okay. if you're not, you're not. Yeah. What can we do? And, and like, does yeah. having something like that, having like an online presence like that, must be a huge benefit when it comes to Edinburgh. It does. I used to get, like, I used to, I had an online following before mm. the YouTube videos on just Twitter. Just Twitter, from so like got, little one-liners. Ah, and I got I got a job, I got a Republic of Tele job from Twitter and stuff like that. And then after that, like you got another couple of thousand on Twitter, but like Instagram and all that shit was always like the mm. the YouTube type of people. They're all yeah, like, yeah. Should have your own YouTube channel, really, but 
I don't know what I would do on that. You know? Yeah, there's only so much time. So, like, you, you yourself and Davey are running the, the Comedy Cellar on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Presumably, yeah. it's one of you in each, yeah, yeah, each we just night discuss, in general, on unless, unless you're away or whatever. But, um, like, the weekends you're doing the Fry videos. What What's the rest of your week look like? Well, if you're doing, like... Um, You'd be like, um, say, for example, like I'm in court today. Like, so mm. I'd be like, David, you're on your own tonight. Yeah. And thing like I'll do tomorrow nights. Uh, like this week, it's the Vodafone Comedy Festival, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Usually you'd have gigs on the weekend, maybe, you know, like mm. you're in the inter, the laughter lounge, or yeah. the open thing, or Belfast, or something like that. Or maybe you're in Scotland and the yeah. stand, like, so, yeah. you know. And then other days, if you have like a, a full day off, I'd be like, well, at the moment, the last few months, it's a bit like, Right, try and get your shit, shit together here. Start booking stuff. For, mm. Start booking for start night England. Start writing a little bit for mm. tours and stuff like that. You know. And do you do you have a, a day job or like the like, no I no. don't. So you were you were writing for Republic of Telly. Yeah, yeah, I was writing for Republic. And that obviously That's how wins. I started. And it, like it's obviously like a shame from from the Irish comedians' point of view that there's no. There's no TV outlet really now, is there? No, there's not. No, like I, like I mean, like I can't even, like I, I personally like I. It's not my thing. Republic Telly wasn't even my. I didn't like wouldn't even be my type of humor or anything like that. But I'd just be like, it was, at least it was something. It was something where you could thing and they would give. Um, I think they did give young people a chance. They give me a chance. Maybe it's mm. just because they give me a chance. <laughs> but you know. But but like it was. Uh, you had at least somewhere to go. Personally, I don't think it's. It, it, it's then again it's because I got a credit or two you know uh, but I just don't think like people get so hung up make sure you're on TV you know what I mean and it does help of course it helps when it comes along uh, snap it up obviously but like it's not something to drive yourself mental over you know yeah. it's not something to be like I know people that are literally just focusing on trying to get this and that and I'm like don't worry about it too much like obviously aim for it but yeah I think in the past uh, it would have been more valuable and like th th there's so many disparate ways of getting to people now that any one way is less uh, less valuable do um, England and stuff like Northern Ireland I was on a TV show in Northern Ireland recently as well okay. and it was yeah, and, and, it, and it was much the same it was more and for the Republic Telly, were you? Uh, did you get on screen, or was it? No, right? rarely. Like they, they mm. would be like, "Johnny, sit around here for this part of these mm. sketches," and I was just like, "No, not really." But, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, As an extra, like yeah, it was basically yeah, like extras yeah. and stuff. I was just um. But if it I was if a staff it, writer, yeah, if it had stayed on on the screens for another five years, then there's a fair chance you know you would have gotten a few lines. I of course, I, you, like, know, you know that it was if you hung like, around enough. Yeah, the, it, but it was like that. It was a, a conveyor belt to some extent of like people yeah. getting to write, getting on screen, like like a much smaller version of SNL, like you know. I of course, like. I. like that that now with that gone like there doesn't seem to be any way for somebody who's not a, in tv to no, get they, into it like that just be like like say allison obviously allison spittle got yeah. her sitcom which is very good and like say the cahoots guys i don't know if you saw the school uh, yeah it's so very good um but but there's no there's no obvious way of getting on it at rung one and climbing up no nah, no nah, there's no there's no ladder anymore yeah um but then again as much as that is everything's changing so mm. now it'd be like Go go on the internet. If I wasn't on the facts and try channels, I'd probably try something mm. that you're putting out content on the internet. Mm. 
Um, this this way I don't have to bother too much. <laughs> like they've got it sorted. I just show up. Like um, try presumably it's yeah, perfect yeah. for you. That that's like, oh, the <laughs> like administrative side. <laughs> yeah, the administrative and bother. Like, yeah. The 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 hard part's already done for me. It's going into the easy part. Yeah. But like, uh, but if I didn't have that, I'd say and maybe well still should still be doing it anyway. But put, put out purely your own kind of content because uh. I feel I mean like some of these like as much as like some of those most of those videos a lot of those videos hit one million views each video you know yeah. I mean That's like, huge. like nobody would have watched Republic Italian that numbers no you know what I mean no. so technically you're hitting more people like even though vastly more like, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so it's it's kind of yeah. I know obviously if you're on the television people keep more of a I think the internet the thing about the internet is people don't have you in their head as much no because the internet's just flooded so you're like there's this there's this but like say in terms of Republic Italy like that would obviously have helped in terms of live work in Ireland but outside of that like it probably wouldn't have had any not like, really benefit. I probably don't think so. it, it would like it would have essentially given you a stamp of being part of the establishment in Ireland whereas it would try like yeah. there's people in, in America all over like North America people in England places yeah. like that, that that would know who you are and if they like say you were telling me that i think last november there was there was talk of doing like a tour like uh like in, in america Aye. like presumably you know maybe not now but in a couple of years time the tri channel could like yourself Aye, and Davey and, Laura and people we, like that those, could, it could be could be closer than it could be way closer than that it just it's mm. one of those ones like you know just finding sponsors and stuff like yeah. that and getting all that administrative side around and then like as soon as that happens, anybody would be gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's just, obviously it's so successful that like one million hits per video is is ah, yeah, there's like. more. There's there's more. There's someone hit thirteen million hits mm. and you're eating sandwiches, yeah. and I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> how did this? How did this blow up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to have that then like as a, as a base to work from is brilliant because then if you can do your comedy and they like you, you're you're set. Like yeah, they, the subscribing, you know, like they subscribe to what you're doing. Like there was like yeah, so the tri channel had it come completely out of the ashes, you know. So mm. it's like nothing started literally started from scratch. It's been going two months, I think now. Yeah. That's a hundred thousand subscribers already, and I was just like, God, people love tasting stuff. Like <laughs> just like lose their minds over it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like it's 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 completely different. I'm just like, all right, fine. It's a yeah. It, as a phenomenon, I don't understand it. Like no, I, I, yeah, yeah. Taste <laughs> test videos. I I wouldn't have if I wasn't doing them. Yeah. I would be like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah. I'd probably have a joke about it. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's this about? <laughs> Um, I like if if it wasn't for comedians who I know who are in them, I I would probably Aye. never even heard of them. Like yeah, know, of course, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's strange. I I I'm I'm a little bit too old for them. I think. But there's like, but there's always people that come up to your show, so they come into the Edinburgh Fringe show, Fax fans and stuff, and Try fans now, uh, you know, and they come into the TV, they come into your your stand up show because they've heard of you purely from that, but they've never seen you do stand up, mm. and then they'd be like. You know, like so, I always find it sometimes funnier because they'd be like, usually it's like, it's more like, um, like, uh, younger people, maybe like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and they're all like, teens or whatever, and they come into the show, and then I'd be doing horrific stuff, and I'd be like, <laughs> Jesus, it's a little bit more darker because I'm allowed to go the full way. It, is it's try like better from that point of view in terms of the less censorship yes. that people yes. are more than aware of what. Yeah, I think they, I think they'll start noticing. Probably, yeah. probably it's because it's not it's because you're in there, you're not there to say horrible stuff and everything. But sometimes now, I've noticed that like I was like the lads are like, no, we'll let that go. That's funny. You can't. Yeah. Even if it's you know 
not if it's horrifically offensive when you're trying to eat a biscuit, like, you know. But, you know, uh, if it's thing, they'll let it go. They'll let it slide. Who? You know. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah. Much preferred. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Um, in terms of, say, the Comedy Cellar, yourself and Davey yeah. uh, are, are running that. Uh, uh, so you've been running that since November? Yeah, but November, October, October I, think November. It was, I, I think it was Halloween was the first and um like say i've been running my club for just over a year now and um i kind of was very lucky to get the venue that i have but they were they happened to be looking for somebody to do comedy and i happened to ask them at the right time like for you you obviously uh the comedy seller is running 30 years now yeah um and yourself and Davey are essentially selected to to run it is that yeah it's the idea of it was supposed to be like you know um people pass it on Mm. So after the idea of it was like this is that after a couple of years you or what there's no real set time on it like for example, Andrew the before us kept it for like ten. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you're supposed to like every couple of years, pass it on to this person, pass mm. it on to that ever. So uh, you were lucky enough to it was passed on to us, yeah. So. And um, so so that is the um that's the like ethos a, of that's it, like the ethos the... of it, yeah. The general ethos, no no written anywhere, not mm. written anywhere, but like you know it's just like a. I suppose it like yeah. And the idea is that like you essentially you pick two younger comics who are kind of like uh, up and coming, uh, have, have like who are obviously very talented and hardworking, who can both keep it going, benefit from it themselves, get say maybe a rung higher on the uh, exactly, comedy yeah. ladder, and then pass it on to the, the next person uh, behind exactly, them. That's exactly yeah. Um, like do you have? Uh, it's probably too early to be asking this, but like it, people it, in you, mind for the next one. Yeah, no, 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 no <laughs> I, not not that. But uh, have you in mind how long you'd like to be running it? No, but I, I, no, I don't. I can't see myself uh, holding it too long. You know, mm. uh, it, 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 you know, it's great. Uh, dealing with the admins, mentally, uh, yeah. I'm Davy's better at that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but like. Um, like I, how I, I how don't... do you how do you do the the admin side with you like sit down once a week or like uh, how, how to be do... honest at the moment it's just when it comes in when you're sitting there you go okay I'll go through another thirty here yeah I'll go through thirty here thirty messages yeah, from people messages asking and for emails gigs and stuff like that yeah. and but a lot a lot of people would ask the seller because it was like that yeah. is what it was set up for you know yeah you know it was it was like a place to go it was always like one of the um. A starting block, especially well, the Tuesdays, and you know, mm. like so Tuesday is kind of like a new talent. Kind it's of a it's night. like yeah, it's not it's not like a brand new place, and it's not like an open mic, but it's yeah. like if you've got a couple of gigs gigs under your thing, you're like oh, yeah, try it out on the Tuesday, you know, in the cellar, just because it's got a bit of a name behind it, you know. And it, like say Laura's here about a month ago, and she was saying that she for a, a long period used to die in the the cellar. Um yeah. and like if somebody dies like ha- like how many chances? I can't I can't you can't I I I feel hard. There's just so much turnaround. There's so yeah. many comedians all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, but I'd be like, uh, uh, I couldn't. You, I, you can't just be cutthroat. Like no, a, it can't be like. But that's awful because I would be gone as well. Like everybody would be gone. Nobody would have got. But it, like say for example, if you see somebody doing like really hacky material that ah, you, well, you don't like and it goes down badly would yeah, you say right we won't you we might, won't. might be a longer turnaround yeah before they get another chance whereas if like presumably like say my, my take on, on my own job would be if, if if I like what the person is trying to do even if it doesn't work or the crowd ah, don't go good, for it like, a, then, that is a good way you'll know yourself like yeah, there's stuff in there I, I want to see them back and, yeah yeah um, yeah exactly 
and so that would be kind of yeah I just see like it's an it's a like for example that's there's Tuesdays that's the newer stuff and Wednesdays must be like the more full on whatever professional uh, one Um, if it was just the Wednesdays it would be a lot more cutthroat it would Mm. have to be yeah but but I can't lose that like you could turn the Tuesday into a Wednesday if you wanted but I don't think so I think the comedy seller is it's good to somewhere have that to kind go. of progression as There's well. Somewhere to go. Yeah, uh, it's it's another that thing. You, you do well on the Tuesdays. Uh, yeah. To the point, and then you get on to the Wednesday gigs. Um, or is that kind of? Ah, yeah, that's that's the, that is the, the idea of it. Anyway, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, like in terms of getting the in terms of getting the acts for the Wednesday gigs, like say tomorrow night you've got like Eleanor Tiernan, you've got I think Danny O'Brien is here, and you've got Beck Hill. Yeah. Like that's obviously a very strong lineup. Yeah. Uh, is it is it easy or is it difficult or is it like hard to get acts of that quality on on every week or it's it's one of those ones you'd be like you in your head you'd be like not really because you'd have the it's more of a it's all scheduling rather than yeah like you know if you if you had it every day and you just took out you had people who are free this week but you know you don't want to miss out on people that haven't been in for a while so it's more mm-hmm. of a scheduling thing you wouldn't be like otherwise it'd be a lot easier but like um you know just way just way like, work like for it. because of where i'm based in cork um the there, there's a lot of good comics in cork and uh, like they'll obviously be in regularly but in terms of getting people like yourself and and uh, kind of better comics and bigger names and stuff like that uh, it's logistically difficult because essentially if you're not paying them a decent amount of money it's hard Aye, to get people to, tough, to, right? to Cork whereas at least in Dublin yeah, they're in, in Dublin, Dublin I'm like, like, yeah, there's no travelling costs to be kind yeah, of yeah. considered yeah we have um, to catch like say if you'd have to catch comedians on I'm uh, pretty sure Beck Hill I think must be somewhere else you know this week yeah in, you know coming through or whatever that, that, like say the, there is like the opera house and the everyman and stuff like that but the, it's uh, it's rare that you'd have a, a gig on a Tuesday night of course yeah yeah and also uh the level, like say, like the my gig doesn't have the reputation that the comedy seller has. Like that, that yeah. pre- presumably is a big advantage for you when when people are looking to do say a spot after the the, ah, the, yeah, the Olympia or whatever. Like hopefully they, you know, you, you get bigger people that have heard of it. Yeah. Like, oh, what? That that obviously like that, that thirty years is a a, it's a hell of a long time. time. Like and that, yeah. Uh, obviously, the guys who started it are are such kind of like uh, yeah, I, parts of the establishment like yeah. that. Um, so like it was it was Barry Murphy and Ardlahan and and uh, Kevin Gildee and yeah. uh, who's the f- Dermot Carmody. Yeah. Um, there's a there's always like a you know fifteen. Of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, you know. Yeah. Kind of uh, switched around. And, so how how long did they run it then before? I actually, they, don't know. Yeah. They started in what eighty eight. So yeah. they would have been nineteen eighty eight. Uh, I presume they started it for a good while at the start. Um, yeah, presumably. Um, yeah, I actually don't know the exact timelines. I mm. just know like people passed on from this person. Yeah. I think it was Ian Coppinger. Okay. Had it before. Yeah. Um, um, Andrew Stanley, yeah. and then also, so I yeah. don't know. It kind of just passed on. Yeah. Last thing we should have, we should have like a little wall. Yeah. A little timeline. Yeah, it'd be nice. The, the history of the the cellar would yeah, be, yeah. be nice. Because thirty actually. years actually would be like. Yeah. It's yeah. a long time to be to be uh, keeping a, a gig we, going. We had we had like anniversary gigs there to start the year. I think I might have some more then as well. Oh, cool. May as well. Why not make um, advantage of it? Like the guys who own <laughs> the international obviously must be very into comedy to well to keep it going. Keep yeah. it going because uh, like like obviously nice. with comedy it's it's uh, ebbs and flows like that. Aye. And presumably during the recession it must have been hit 
I would Aye. assume like uh, I presume so, yeah, yeah. Um and like how how have you found like um and obviously you guys aren't running it that long to have kind of experienced this end of it, but um like there's an awful lot of gigs going on in Dublin now. Yeah. Like um the like say in Cork on a smaller scale we're experiencing the same thing where Aye. It, you can have a little bit of the audience being split between different Aye. gigs, which means it's harder for each gig to to function properly. Aye. Like, do you find that? Uh, I think I think Dublin's bigger. Mm. I'd say Dublin would be much bigger than Cork. So in my head, I'd be always like, um, there's there'd be a load of gigs even on a Tuesday. There'd be a couple of shows mm. on a Wednesday, and I'd be like, uh, I try not to go like, um, I try not to go right. There's a hundred people. We're splitting between us. I try to keep in the head going like, no, let's try and just get another 100 people and make it better for everyone. Yeah. We'll keep sh- striving to do that, even though obviously sometimes if it's a it's a quiet Wednesday. I mean, like when the World Cup was on there, it'll be a Tuesday in the World Cup. I mean, like you're just sitting there going like, this is going to be... Please gonna don't be, go to extra time. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be rough, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, but... um. And I, I think, say, being able to, to deal with that, like, of just being able to say, look, it'll be, there'll be 10 people in and we'll still have a good time, like, it's yeah. important, I think, for, for anyone doing comedy of just not yeah, taking yeah. it too personally. And, and but sure, th- this happens, and we were like, uh, I was worried in there last Wednesday, uh, England match was on, the um, England mm-hmm. Croatia, and I was like, this is going to be, I was like, this is England Croatia, semi final World Cup, it's going to be dead. I was like, I was, I was sitting there going, I want to watch the match. Yeah. I don't want this yeah. to be a thing, you know. Fuck yeah. packed packed the rafters. Oh, wow. I'm just sitting there going like this makes no sense. You uh, know, you, yeah. you, I thought Yeah. You know, I thought. And like I, I think particularly in say Dublin City Centre where you're like you'll have throngs of, of tourists uh, as well as them, Dublin yeah. people and stuff like that, like that that there is definitely less of a density in Cork that that um it can be a little bit more challenging like uh, again I, i'm lucky with my my venue that you can have a great night with you know 15 people in the room like it's a great venue, yeah. other rooms it's just a perfect it it's just a perfect it's a perfect shape mm. stage everything yeah yeah venue. yeah no it's, it's it's a nice room I, i'm gonna just very lucky that it, it came I, I came around at the right time for it might just go back to your first two shows because last year's show uh, you, uh, I interviewed Aldi Bell as well and you both had the issue with uh, Barbados where or Bar- Barbados yeah Barbados uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to get the stress right uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> otherwise people will be going off to the Bahamas yeah. or whatever yeah, Bahamas or wherever yeah, yeah to, to go see I think so yeah uh, room two room two uh, Barbados um <laughs> So you were both due to be there last year, and for there was a construction issue. Construction issue all of a sudden, and yeah, we oh. got moved. And we we're in everything was printed, uh, flyers obviously were right, but like mm. in different books and advertised in different places. So you know, you obviously you made it difficult for for both of you to get crowds in, like who because you both would have a, a good following. Still had like, still had decent crowds, on average, mm. you know. But up and down. But but at the same time, I just sat here on a on a night where it was half full. I was like, it would have been a full night. Yes. No, I can wait. Yeah. And a half full night, I'd be like, oh, there's 30 people here. And I was like, it should be 60. Yeah. So it, it, it automatically puts a, 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 a ring in your head. Even mm. when it's a good a good night, you're, there's mm. always that negative little thing in. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just excited that yes. it's in the right place this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second time. Yeah. The second time the you got... The first show, that happened as well. You got I, moved? I got moved the last second as well. 
at the last second yeah like like oh, about wow. a week before so I was actually quite unlucky with them all oh like, my the gosh. first one happened to be just like literally across the road the move so so you were able to direct people in yeah, relatively yeah, it was, easily it was easy yeah uh, last, last year longer couldn't. walk people were just like I'm not going to walk another half mile but like if you if somebody arrives in 10 minutes to go then they, they realise you're not there and these just, things happen like yeah. but like me and Al Bell was Al was the show after mine yeah both, like he, we were just sitting in there going like oh this, this is rough yeah. At times you're like, God, because it's always in your head, even if it, yeah. again, in weekends you'd still be packed, but you'd be just like, God. And like in terms of, say, like obviously as we started, you were saying you, you wanted to be happy with the show and, and with yourself. Uh, like, how difficult was it to be, to stay happy last year, given those issues? Ah, uh, there was times, there was times, there was times where you just be like, no matter how bad, you're going to have. Edinburgh Fringe Festival, you're going to have bad days even when they're great. Like, I'll have them this year, but in that one, you you had something in your head instantly to go. That was it. Was that fault? You know, but yeah. it probably wasn't really. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, probably just overreacting at all times. But yeah, uh, but it's still like it's. Uh, it's it's hard to keep your your mind clear and, and focused and yeah. and because like if this year the day when you've only twenty people or fifteen people in you can still bring your kind of like yourself to it and say this is going to be a great show yeah whereas last year you're thinking this should have been 30 this should have been 60 this this year the, the numbers wise i'll be like all right it's my fault mm. it's my fault or it's the poster's fault or the thing yeah. fault or whatever written on it at least this time i'll be like ah. i feel like a not it's, it's not even a front fault thing but at least it's clear yeah. you're just like like you know. but but it's it's frustrating like to yeah, yeah, have yeah. had that happen yeah. like in terms of say um I, I like I'm interested in terms of say the last couple of years did you make a profit or a loss uh broke even broke I'd even say both years both years yeah uh, just because um I mean like in, in the weekends if you have a great show if the show is actually good and going well and you have a full a full room like uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't like yeah. I, I I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm bad at my bucket speeches yeah you know have like, you gotten I, better I, I, well, I hope so this year because I have a friend uh, who's like an expert bucket speaker, speeches. You know, yeah. Milo McCabe. He does like okay. characters like Tryhawk and stuff. And every every year he comes to the show, he's like, "Your fucking speech, shit." You know what I mean? He give out to me. He's already given out to me. Yeah. And I haven't even started the show yet. And that, so like, I have to get it better this year. It it obviously it is important when you're doing like free fringe. Like the PBH model is absolutely amazing for people. Not that I've even done it, but for people like me who can't afford to spend ten grand doing Edinburgh. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It, it, like to get be able to get in with like essentially very little cost. And to be able to just get as many people in and then say, please give me money at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, what, what specifically about the bucket speech is problematic, like, in terms of how you do it? Um, I just feel like uh, it, it's hard for, I think, I think mine's is, I'd be sitting there, like, doing all this thing and this horrible stuff, and then there'd be blah, blah, blah. And at the end, I can't just kind of turn and go, okay, guys, can you please give me money? You know, yeah. like, what? Yeah, you know I mean? the change in tone is the so, change in everything. Yeah. It's like so severe, you know. What I mean? But like, it's a, like so. What you really need is somebody to come on after <laughs> you and do it for you. I need to hire somebody, yeah. a motivational speaker to come yeah. on in. Say, uh, say, Ryan needs money for therapy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got serious business. Please, please, for the love of God. Yeah, if you want him to, to be here next yeah, year, yeah, 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 uh, or something, but. So yeah, that that is obviously a, a difficulty, and like there's a, there's a lot of reasons why people would rather do ticket gigs. But for somebody who's who's doing material like that, 
the fact that people paid in yeah, at the I, beginning and that you don't need that interaction. I, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's, just, it's a lot of money. I'd love mm. to do the paid one. I will eventually when I can, mm. like, I'm going to get the money together for it. Mm. Uh, but I'm fine at the moment. Like, mm. you know, you, you yeah. get as many people in. And, like, if you're if you're approximately breaking even, then it, you don't yeah. have to stress about it too much. Like, you know, I, like It's an extra level of stress. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd else, I will do it some stage, but yeah. at the moment, I'm just like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and like, in terms of, say, like, your costs, uh, say, do you stay with friends? I stay you... with relatives. Relatives, so zero costs. Bang uh, in the middle, yeah. Magic. Um, so then you're talking, like, flights, which obviously not too expensive. Yeah, it's flights and just pay um, for posters and things yeah. and flyers and stuff. And, like, like how much do, would you, like, who does your posters for you? No, I do them design? all. Oh, you, no, the, the, the design usually is Laura Byrne. Laura okay, Byrne. Yeah. Laura Byrne. Uh, cool. Did all of mine's. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> all three yeah. years. Excellent. Like last year's was was very funny trying to so I'd Guantanamo Bay and my actual poster was going to be me. It was a terrible idea, but it was me being waterboarded. <laughs> but uh, obviously, there's too much water. Like it's yeah, a terrible yeah. idea. You yeah. can't even see your face. But uh, she had a waterboard me in my back garden. I wanted to see what it was like, but I was genuinely waterboarded at the back end. This is my brother was trying to help, and Laura Byrne was with a camera. Uh, it's not it's not fun. If you're going to do a show called Guantanamo Bay, you may as well get... You have to, yeah, you have to do your research. You have uh, to do your research, yeah. Uh, that's an interesting um, I tell, fact. I told, my, I told my mum it, and she was just staring at me, like, going, like, I'm genuinely worried for my sanity. I was like, I didn't, pro- like, I, you know, just want to see what it felt like. It's not pretty. And I stopped. It's not well, like an actual yeah, torture section for ours. Yeah, in fact, you, you, you do have the opt out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You stop. Yeah, yeah so many people who've gone to Hall of Bay were like, yeah, ah, not for That's me. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had enough now. No, I'll, I'll do you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, switch places. Yeah. Um, so so you, you keep your costs kind of, kind of to a minimum that way. Right. And like in terms of, say, living expenses when you're over there, like. Um, oh, God, yeah. You know, you make so much more money if you just weren't in the bar all day. Yeah, yeah. Which is just what happens. And so do you, you, you would go out after your... your I do, I do. do you drink before you, your gigs? Um, I won't be, hopefully, this time, because it's at four. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Uh, unless it's continuing the night yeah. on. But I, I usually try and... Usually always try and um, drink as little as possible. I, I feel like even, like, a ha- when I go past half a pint... Only, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm instantly slower mm-hmm. with the crowd. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Thinking, especially tonight, I've loads to do. I will be like, not yeah. until like after maybe or whatever. But like, no. What, what, definitely while you're figuring the show out, like to, to no, be anything. Yeah, have to be yeah. Here, yeah. Okay, so so is that where most of the, the costs of Edinburgh are? Then? Yeah, to be honest, most, most of the costs are just the fact that I'll be finished the show and then I'll be like, right, straight to the... Yeah. All friends, all friends go to like the abattoir bar, like okay. so it's like a so this is a bar for comedians. Just you end up just sitting there all day having yeah. a laugh. Like yeah. even if you're not drinking, you're sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Even if you're slowly drinking, you're still <laughs> going. Here's another. Here's another. So it'll be a combination of kind of running around doing spots, doing your own show, and drinking. Aye, the food's <laughs> always cheap. It's always like one big meal, but okay. nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> you like try and get as much food for as cheap as possible, but then yeah. I'm so unhealthy during. I'm always so unhealthy during August. Yeah. And do you do anything to prepare physically in advance oh. or or to no. afterwards? Like, do you schedule this, a holiday? This year's, like... worse. this year's worse because I'm just back from a stag party. Okay. Five days, four days stag party in Spain. 
So I'm already like just just back like last week, oh, over, yeah. and then we go straight into that. And then when we come back, we're going back out to Spain for the actual wedding. Jesus. So I'll be like, oh god, I'm going to Lisbon in between that too for a family holiday. So like, oh, uh, so it's just a constant. So, uh, yeah. I most of the thing is I'm always like I have to have everything ready just before I hit there because I know as soon as like August the first, it's just gonna be a little bit more um, fun. I'll be like, you know, yeah, I'll be busy, but also be like, ah. Try to have a laugh, you know. Yeah, it does drive you mad sometimes. It does does comedy because like I think most people uh, are a lot of people in comedy. Uh, like it's obviously it's stressful and stuff like that. Like you seem very grounded, very kind of <laughs> tried try to keep grounded. Like because yeah. I I just feel like you know sometimes I'm like maybe maybe it's actually a bad thing. Yeah, maybe it's a bad thing because there's times I'm like be grand. Grand till then. You, you, but like you seem, like you seem very like stable, like you know. No. You, you, <laughs> do, 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 but like, do you, does it get overwhelming? Like, I or... really, usually because I can, I can kind of turn it. I can just kind of like turn it off quite quick or whatever. Yeah. And, I, and I've got friends in comedy that even though saying they don't uh, know that I wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily just be comedy talk. It's never yeah. just comedy talk anymore. Yeah. yeah. They can make friends like, uh, it's good to, I think it's good to turn off. Edinburgh is the only place I feel like uh, that I fully experience always every year. Just there is that, that four day period. It's like, a, it's just like, it's just, it's after the, the excitement of the first week or 10 days yeah. goes off. The and second you weekend realize, has passed, like the, uh, the, the second Monday. Uh, like, and then you're just realised you're the lower, you're, you're just like, I still am only halfway. Yeah. And I'm kind of done now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then you're, then then it's hard. And then all of a sudden you're like, then then you're like, oh no, there's a week left now. There's a week left now. And you're, you're back up the spurs. Not spurs. Yes, but, yeah, yeah. but sometimes you're but just like. Yeah, the, the adrenaline gets going towards the end again. I can't. I can't even explain it. I shouldn't even be saying it, but the 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 resentment I have sometimes, <laughs> like absolutely just walking down, going like fuck, I do anything for this to be blown up or something. Do anything for this to, for a cancellation like, of some sort. Like you've been over. This is your third year in yeah. a row doing a full show. Like, would you consider just doing ten days? Like, or, no, I yeah. no, I, you Does know, that I feel would, like cheating. I, I, I would, I would definitely, and it's it'd be a great thing if I had. If I had a reason, like if I had like a thing, if there was a, a tour going on or a, I had a reason where I'd do 10, I had no problem. But I feel like anything after that, I'd be like, I'm cheating now. Let's yeah. just sign yourself away. Yeah. Let's just do this. Have, have you gotten any reviews over there? You get laughed. Not a while. Not like, you mean like there's so many people, uh, a lot of the big reviews would be um, uh, in the, the paid venues now. Mm. You know, it seems, yeah. it seems to be, and some of the, the bigger venues, you get a small couple of ones, but. Uh, the, the bigger, the bigger, the, the bigger ones that you ones. use, yeah. and everything would be, they kind of stick to either uh, high profile, very high profile people in free fringe or else mm. paid venues. Now you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. But hopefully this year, yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't mind. That's one have thing you, I'm always lacking actually. Have you? Have you like? Cause um, like have you done any PR work in terms of like? Contacting reviewers or nah, asking you, them? You, there's like there's always like meet and greet things, but uh, yeah. even so, you know. I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I don't care. Yeah. But also, there are they are so useful. I should yeah. care. Yeah. It's not like a, oh, I don't care about reviews. You should. I should. I, I just never go like I just I couldn't be arsed going over and begging someone to come and see the show. 
Yeah, you know, and like I think that that's the kind of the sense I get from you when you talk about say the bucket speech as well. Like, I, I just like, you, you just like you don't naturally. feel like that should be part of your job. Like, I, I I just feel like it should be if it's funny enough, it'll get there yeah. eventually. Which is, uh, I, I got to stress is definitely bad. Yeah. The more I think about it, yeah. Like just do sell yourself a little bit. Yeah. All you have to do is just. Adv- I'm too. I'm too like. Ah, yeah. Uh, but that's a bad thing. You should actually. Do. I I think most most people most comedians are like that, and yeah. like I certainly I would have a, a, an element of that. All right, like I I don't like. I'm not a good self promoter, um, and I know you have to do a certain amount of it. Like. I I do the promoting and things and online and stuff, mm. but just actually going up and going. Can you come and see if you think this is shit or not? I yeah. Just like yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Um, obviously, into the stars and stuff are great for posters and all that, yeah, uh, and quotes and all that, perfectly. But, um, yeah, you haven't you haven't got to that point where you're you're you're. Got, I've got ones from more like comedy clubs and stuff. Like yeah, that. I haven't got like uh, I haven't got many from like uh, the Lister, yeah, the Scotsman, yeah. And stuff Chartle, like that. things like that. Chartle, yeah, yeah, people like that, yeah, yeah. And you're you're not actively trying to. I haven't been actively doing it. I'll, I'll, I should now. Yeah. More more to be honest, the fact that you just told me, I'm like, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like uh, again, says uh, some guy who's on uh, entry last week. I think on his website he has like a, a an Edinburgh Fringe guide, like an indie guide to the fringe, like yeah. for people who are uh, coming to it who don't have like uh, you know they're not a darling, like you know yeah, yeah. you don't have a big budget and, and I'm pretty sure now I haven't looked at it in, the, in a couple of months because I'm not going over this year uh, like things like say emailing out uh, your your you know your uh, whatever your blurb to to uh, reviewers and things like that and like I guess like to people who if they've say you know reviewed Frankie Boyle and Anthony Jesenek and they've said I I really like this type of comedy or whatever and you mm. say this is the right person for me or something like that like um no. that it like there's a lot of like I think one of the problems with comedy is that the the there's a lot of administrative work <laughs> yeah, yeah or just when inherently lazy yeah not lazy but just like you like like you feel like the job is the going up on stage and doing it and, and the writing side you kind of accept look you gotta yeah, write yeah. it you gotta do it but everything else feels like yeah it feels like work yeah it is this, work. this is what I'm trying to avoid yeah uh, I, I kind of I kind of to some extent comes to the conclusion that like if you want to be a paid comic what you're paid for is the work yeah, I suppose that's a good way of looking at it. Like yeah. that—that's what the job is. Yeah. The stuff on stage—that's your hobby. Yeah. And the rest of it is the yeah. job. Like, yeah. And yeah. If you want it to be, if you want this to be a paid career, then that's the side you have to like yeah, accept. Yeah. That maybe it's like hopefully not eight hours a day, but like maybe it's two or three hours a day of crap like that yeah, you don't want to yeah. do. Um. But that it's it's stuff like contacting promoters, uh, you know, contacting like when it comes to the fringe, it's it's doing the PR side of things. Again, like if you don't have an agent, then you have to get your own bookings. If you don't have a, a PR, mm. you have to do your own PR. If you don't have uh, like a graphic designer, maybe you you get like say say somebody like Laura who's able to do that the kind of posters, and that you're essentially trying to take all of the the costs out of it because. At the moment, you don't have the budget for those things. Exactly. But those parts have to be done to get you to the next stage where right. hopefully, eventually, you'll be able to pay people. Right. You'll be able to outsource those to, to people who, who are who are better at it. Like So you're not going to be a professional PR person, but yeah. you, you need to be able to promote your own thing. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you flyer for yourself? Uh, no. 
No. Hey, people do it. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. Uh, Pers- it. Personally, I, 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 yeah, I, I do a little bit. Like, say if it's at, I, like just before the show or whatever, I do like the last twenty kinda, minutes yeah. or half hour, try to screw people up. But you're not going to be out there for four no, hours. No, I don't like, do this thing. I can't. No. Uh, that would be tough going. Like uh, that. Would, is, I can't do it. And, and again, like <laughs> to some extent, if, if you can afford, and I think that's the kind of key point that if you can afford the kind of PR agent, like you know, yeah. uh, graph to all this kind of stuff. Um, then it makes sense to put money into them, Aye. like if they can do the thing that you need them to do. Yeah. And so if you can afford to pay flyers, then brilliant. Yeah. Like you know, because obviously that's tiring. Like you know, and it's it's a bit soul destroying. Of course, I, yeah. like some people seem to really like it. Like say, listen to somebody like Jarlath Regan. Like he seems to actually enjoy going out talking to people and kind of building a fan base by just meeting people on the street and becoming. Yeah kind of friends with them almost like yeah. and they come to the show and they like it and then they come back but if you're if that's not your thing and for most people it's not then being able to outsource it to people who yeah, are good yeah. is is i just yeah i i, I just prefer to pay it and, go, and, you do and who <laughs> who who will be flying for you do you know oh i i, I don't know this year yeah. i haven't i haven't got to figure it i'll figure Presumably, it out closer to the time. is it typically younger comics who are going no, over or i mean is the, it a the first year i got a not not companies this year first year i got this guy um from a friend and uh he was brilliant great fun I'm actually going to try and I'll try and connect him with him again he glassed himself <laughs> at one stage right I got a phone call I hope he, I don't know why he would be listening I presume because I've never he disappeared off the face of the earth but he'd be like uh, he glassed himself in the middle of it he was like I can't come in and I glassed myself and I was like what He's got a lunatic no wonder he's good and then uh, he comes in the next day and I was like I'm probably going to have to fire him because like I can't really if he's if he's completely covered in blood I can't really have him just go and come to the show. But he's a real nice lad, so he came in, like, literally in facing bits. He was, I was drunk, smashed myself uh, with a glass. I was like, Grant, I'll let you go for another day. Worked even better. Super like, <laughs> cover him blood. Must find him. I might I might try and see if he's around this year. Last year I had um, Tom Stade's daughter. You know Tom Stade? Yeah. So Tom Stade's daughter uh, helped out. Like, she does, a, she does a lot of flying for a lot of people, so, so she did it last year. Mm-hmm. So... This year I'll see. Who? Uh, so last question then. Um, if you just one bit of advice for people going over to the fringe, today, what what would it be? I, I I just genuinely think do not get ahead of yourself. A lot of people, especially it's your first one, you'll know yourself after that. If it's your first one, uh, of course make the show as good as it can. Don't try and just keep your channel. I mean, like I I I I think most people struggle with it, even if it's full rooms. So you know, even if it's going thing, make sure you realize that it's it is a learning curve, and it does that's not a thing that's designed to sound wanky. Uh, but it is it is it really does help. Uh, uh, as long as you know what you're getting, I think as long as you know what you kind of are getting in for, mm. you know, um, because uh, yeah, it's 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 very different, I think, than most comedy. Um, and if it's going well it's going well just keep, just enjoy yourself I think is the main thing Stay do your hard happy. work do all the things you have to do but try not get it into your head because you could just so easily get flustered and just like I need to get out of this damn city <laughs> you know what I mean but, uh, do, do you see people who've gone over there maybe with too high expectations of how see, well a lot of people, the show going to go see a lot of people will be um, I, think, I think a lot of people beating it into people now but like would have been just like this is it Time to hit the time to hit the big time. Yeah. I'm a free friend show. <laughs> at, you know, at, yeah. at, at midday in yeah. the thing. Like, you know, I mean yeah. way too high expectations and things. Uh, 
it's definitely a it's definitely a good it's the best training camp you'll ever get uh but it's also it also obviously shouldn't just be treated like a training camp you obviously have to sell yourself and do it as best as you can definitely do that but as long as you don't um as long as you don't come back thinking it was a complete waste of time people come back and go I just seem to have lost money. That's <laughs> all I seem to have got from that. You haven't really. like You've got so much experience about dealing with all of that then you would never get anywhere else. Where else would you ever get it? So, so yeah, remain. Cool. Remain, remain right. positive as much as you can. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. So that was Ryan. I'd really like to thank Ryan for coming on the show. We did that interview just before his preview of Daddy Issues in the Comedy Cavern back in July. You can find Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Cullen Comedian or on Twitter at Ryan Cullen 90. If you get a chance to see Ryan's new show, I'd highly recommend it. That's the end of series one. I've really enjoyed doing these interviews and I'm looking forward to taking a short break and coming back with another series. If you want to keep up to date with announcements about future guests, you can join the Fringe Interest Facebook group and go to the Comedy Cavern Facebook page to keep up to date with upcoming gigs. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks to everyone who supported the podcast so far for all the supportive messages and for for listening to the episodes. I really appreciate it. The Fringe Interest podcast will be back in October. Until then, goodbye forever.